Welcome to Excess Baggage. A blended family podcast. I'm Barrett. And I'm Carrie. And it's been a while, but I think we got that introduction correct. Yeah, I think we might have. Well, that is kind of impressive. So it's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks, actually. We did miss a week um, of releasing an episode. We just had a lot going on. Yep. And today we're just going to do a sort of catch-up State of the Union State of the Pandemic, just sort of what's going on podcast. Yeah, because one of us had some planned focused topics to talk about and one of us said, no, I don't want to do that. I think we should just talk. Yeah, I didn't get my uh, transfer window review for European soccer and Mm -hmm. you're not going to get your family focused junk either. Yeah, well... Just remember that failing to plan is planning to fail. Yes, I know. You talked in motivational poster speak. Well, I'm a successful adult who has used those motivational posters to reach the peak of life. And I was smart enough (laughs) to marry you, a successful adult. (laughs) Very true. So we had an eventful couple days. Um, We did we did. We did. What happened? Because after having my kids for the weekend, oh yeah, we got our closest call with COVID yet. Yes, we did. Your uh, youngest daughter was sent home from school with COVID symptoms, with a fever, mm-hmm. and a sore throat, mm-hmm. and so she had to be tested. Yep. And thankfully, this evening we got word back that it was negative, but there was some scrambling to be done. Tuesday evening when we found out the news because... We are part of a blended family, which means there's way more moving parts than just one parent or two parents. And it was your daughter's birthday. Yep, on on Monday. Monday. Mm -hmm. So Sunday night, we had our parents over to celebrate. We did. Um, So we had our older parents over to celebrate on Sunday. And all the kids were together. And then on Monday, which was my daughter's actual ninth birthday, my ex-husband and his wife came over and hung out with us for about 45 minutes to an hour while we had cake and kind of celebrated my daughter um, together. And um, so they were with us um, and we were not sure if we'd been exposed or not. And then they went home and they live with my ex-father-in-law, who's um, older and not in the best of health. So, a lot of moving parts, plus we work. And, you know, there was a there was a chance that we just, like, what, what do you call it, exposed everybody yep. mm-hmm. to COVID. Yeah, not to mention, um, you work with a couple people. You have, you know, somebody in your office mm-hmm. um, who's back at work, and... So, I had to contact my employer. Mm-hmm, and I work in a public library where I am around many people and uh, even more people I am around as my in my job as a teacher so we weren't sure what kind of contact tracing might need to be done right so we had to have some very hard conversations with our with our bosses yeah um, thankfully we all we both have very understanding employers yes um, 
who just needed to obviously stay in the loop so that they knew what to do um, should she have tested positive, which thankfully she did not. Yeah. Big thankfully. And yeah. uh, I know this was a big thing for you because it sort of made you feel vindicated for keeping your kids home in remote learning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, I mean, even though it's not COVID, like, and I know even in my own classroom, the kid, like, this is the time of year, all the kids are starting to get sick. Mm-hmm. And um, my kids have not gotten sick because they are not around other children. And so, um, as I explained to my kids last night, when we got them a flu shot, you know, obviously I don't ever want to see them sick, but in a pandemic year, I really don't want to see them sick because then I'm worried, not just because they're sick, but you know, what are they sick with now I'm worried about. And so, um, it's just, it's gives me peace of mind that they're home and, um, they've been really healthy throughout, you know, the last few months. So, um, yeah, I felt, I feel really good about my decision to keep them home and not just because of that. Like I just, I, I know I did the right thing for them. So yeah, that was a thing. And then we had before that, you and I had a tough a tough week before that. We did have a tough week. We um were both super stressed out. And I wasn't really hearing you in our communication. Right. No, you heard me, but you weren't really listening. I wasn't really listening. Yeah. Correct. And I had, you know, multiple times tried to communicate what I needed from you. And you kind of nodded your head and walked away and left it there. Right. And I was a little complacent in things that we normally do for each other. Mm-hmm. And it triggered some some pretty big feelings in you. Yeah, it sure did. Um, Especially because I had, like, really been trying to communicate, you know. And it's not easy for me to talk about my big feelings with people that I care about I can do it with strangers like that's not such a big deal I don't know why but like with you yeah, it's really you'll share more with people that you're in the grocery line with than you I know will. right then I will with you yeah because I actually like really care what you think I don't really care what everybody else thinks um necessarily but yeah so I have worked really hard in therapy and with you to like be more you know open about what I need and whatever else and so I did it and, and you ignored it. <laughs> I did. I, I accept full responsibility for this one. I ignored the signals that you were giving me mm-hmm. and was going about my stuff. In my head, I was being very productive and doing a lot, but forgetting a thing here or there. What I didn't realize was that I was putting together a pattern of that. Yeah. Of the forgetting. And it was really making you feel uneasy. So. Yeah. I, uh, I had a lot to make up for. Yeah. And I, and it got pretty bad because like I had, you know, on several occasions said, here's what I need. Here's what I need. Here's what I need. And then when I still like wasn't being heard, I basically lost my shit. And because, you know, and then I fell into my old patterns because my new pattern was not working. But you lost your shit rightfully so because I was being an asshole. Yeah. I, I would like to agree with that. Yeah. So. And so now you have me on record. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I'll take it. 
But yeah, so we, um, you know, finally I was like, we're talking tonight and you are going to listen and hear me and, you know, talk to me too. And so we did that. for once we were on the same page when you told me we needed to talk tonight because we had both independently listened to the same podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. A little thing called Small Things Often from the Gottlieb Institute. It's Gottman Institute. Oh, it is? Yeah. (laughs) I was so close to being, like, really together with that. Yeah, the Gottman Institute is a great um, resource for, like, relationship building um, and for couples. And so that was a podcast that we listened to, and it's cool because it's always under five minutes each episode. somehow it's always relatable to a situation that we're in. Yeah, because well, because and, like couples all pretty much go through a lot of the same things, right? And um, this one was titled "What Plan Your Conflict, Scheduling Your Scheduling Conflict, your or conflict. something like that." Yeah, so I scheduled it. Yes, and I knew exactly what you were looking for, and I came prepared. Yep, and so um, it was more of a like it wasn't a big blowout. We had like a very civil conversation, and um, we've been good since then. Yeah, I think we've been doing pretty well. Yeah. I feel like I'm being heard now. And I feel like I'm not letting things slip through the cracks. Yeah, so that's appreciated. Even if I don't get the right uh, pliers. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, I got my nose pierced. I think I mentioned that on a previous episode. And I recently changed my nose ring to a little cute hoop. And the hoop does not close the whole way. And while I was sleeping last night... The little tiny opening um, shifted into the hole of the nose ring and the nose ring, like the hole began to heal around that and I could not get it. I couldn't get the ring to go back around because it was closing. So I had texted you in a panic saying I need like jewelry pliers to try to get this ring apart. I got to do something. Yes. And the other night, Mm-hmm. You asked if we had any needle nose pliers. Yeah. And I said no, that I could not locate them. Yeah. So when I couldn't find jewelry pliers at the Walmart today, mm-hmm. I bought a set of, yeah. well, it was mm-hmm. like a five pack of different yeah. pliers, mm-hmm. which are things that we, I will need for my tools. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Actual, actual plier tools. There was a neat mm-hmm. set of needle nose pliers. Okay, in but there. like needle nose pliers, when I think of them, are not that large. Like I like I might have maybe this was my miscommunication, but I meant like little tiny pliers to like get this little tiny hoop to open. And there is no way that any of the pliers in the five pack that you bought would ever fit and make this hoop open. Oh, I could. Absolutely not. See, you just don't trust me enough. I am not letting you get a large... I'm not... You know, you're not putting a large set of pliers near my face. But you let me put so many other things near your face. This is this is my... Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> this is my money maker. Okay? I can't... We gotta keep this fresh. So... <laughs> You're, like, so proud of yourself for that one. Well, actually, I left you kind of speechless, and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I can't believe you said that on recording, but I'm proud, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, so we cleared up our communication issues for the, for now, because there's always something that will come up. 
That's just how relationships are. And um, we got through a little COVID scare, and we got through a little nose ring scare, and we got We're through... We're in the middle of the nose ring scare. No, I'm better now that I, like, re-pierced it. I did finally move it so that it would come it would come through um, the hole, so I feel a lot better. But we celebrated my daughter's ninth birthday, um, which yes. it's been, like, a birthday celebration week because tomorrow's the final, like, the friend party, which we're doing a spa-themed birthday sleepover with... Um, I think there's like five of her friends coming over, so. And I'm still trying to find a friend's house where I can do a sleepover. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's been a really it's been a really fun week. But hold on, I want to talk about I want to backtrack to something. Um, speaking of her birthday, and this is a blended family podcast, so we, like I said, on her actual birthday, had my ex husband and his wife over. Yes. And we all sat at the dining room table and sang happy birthday to her and ate cake together and talked. And joked. And joked around. And um, it was so nice. And your kids noticed. Oh, yeah. My kids noticed. And it was such a wonderful gift to give both of them. Yeah. To they, be able to have yeah. their parents together celebrating them. Yeah. Like, they were beyond thrilled. And when my ex and his wife left, um, my, like, they were glowing. And my 10-year-old son immediately was like, that was the best thing ever. I want you guys to do that for my birthday in February. Yep. And I was like, all right, like, cool. And he was, he even said, he's like, I just love that you and daddy sat next to each other. And I was like, well, yeah, like, not a big deal. Yep. And- <laughs> um on my end mm-hmm. like it was great to see that and it was great to see how much my stepkids loved it yeah but i was also pretty jealous mm-hmm. because my kids will never get to experience that i know just because of the the difference in relationships with the with the co-parent yeah and that's really unfortunate um it really is because and it's something i'll always hold out hope that changes even mm-hmm. though i know it's really not going to yeah like in all rational sense yeah so i know it's yeah it's just really really sad for your kids like it makes me really sad for them because it is not for a lack of trying on our part that no, is for sure um definitely. and you know it's just when you see the differences that it really can make um, you know, you read a lot about like these, you know, kids and really it's, it's not typical. It's kind of rare, like that come from healthier divorce situations and, you know, all the research says like how much better that is for the kids. Um, but then when you, when you actually like have two very polar opposite situations with co-parenting in the same blended family, and then you like, act, you see like what the repercussions are in both situations on the kids it's really just glaringly obvious like that you want to do exactly really what's the best thing for your kids and love them more than you hate your ex exactly and it's not just us that has noticed it oh no my younger my Mm -hmm. younger daughter yep has pointed out that she thinks that Logan and Lucy have an easier time mm-hmm. because their parents get along. Yep. 
yeah, she came out with that on her own. Like, yeah. randomly, went, she started crying and said to me on our porch uh, when you were right there in the yard and uh, said how much easier my kids have it. And yep. we were kind of speechless because, like, Yes. Eight-year-olds aren't supposed to have that kind of insight. No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, and it's and it's hard to, to ha- you know, like, what do you say? Like, yeah, it, it is easier on them. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, like, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm I mean, not sorry, honestly, because I'm doing what's best for my kids. Um, and I know that. And my ex-husband knows that. Um, but it's heartbreaking, I guess, is and, what I want to say yeah, for her. I felt I had to apologize. Yeah. Because... You know, I'm part of that situation that's not as easy for her. The interesting thing surrounding that, though, like with your apologizing, is that um, she was not aware, which is good, that you had made some attempt, like you made several attempts to try to include her mother in things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I research also shows um, and I believe that you you don't involve children in adult issues. Um, and so, I mean, I guess that's a good thing that she doesn't really know, but it did come to a point where you had to say like, I'm sorry, like I, I am trying and, um, without, you know, giving too much information for an eight year old. Um, but she was kind of like, what? <laughs> like she's a little surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very interesting and that kind of, well, I won't even go into that, but, um, yeah, kids notice. Even very young, they notice. Yeah, they do. So, so we had that. Um, but I think that it was just, yeah, I think it was very cool that we could have my, my ex and his wife over. Um, and we are actually going trick-or-treating with them, with um, your two youngest mm-hmm. and mine. Uh, we're going to go to their neighborhood. They actually invited us over for dinner beforehand and then the kids are going to get ready at their house and then we're all going to go trick-or-treating together. So we're going to do all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, and, and I think though that that's helpful that your kids get to be involved in that as well. Um, just like, I think it's good that they see what a healthy co-parenting relationship looks like also. Yeah. You know, and so, um, and it's kind of cool. Like my ex has always been really like, cool around them. Like when he, they're here, when he's picked up or dropped off, he says, hi, you know, like whatever he'll, he'll ask them how they're doing. Um, and so, and you know, a lot of times my kids will talk about, oh, at daddy's house and, um, they've mentioned before, like, oh, maybe you'll come to daddy's house someday. And we never really thought it'd be a possibility. And then here we are. Which is really nice and very exciting for the kids. Yeah. So, I think that's really all we have to talk about. I think so. Yeah. But, um, so just, I think, you know, your idea of just catching up worked out. Oh, so we didn't fail without a plan. Um, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to be our best episode, but it's not our worst. I'll take it. (laughs) All right. So, we'll have a more, a more focused episode for our next one. But until then... Thanks for joining Excess Baggage. I'm Barrett. And I'm Carrie. See you next time.